Matt Whitaker, former U.S. Acting Attorney General. This is such a great conversation about America, our future, what's going to save our republic. We have a great football player. Matt Whitaker is here. Matt. They tried to bury me. They didn't realize I was a C. Former acting U.S. Attorney General. Under President Trump. I'm going to be an unwavering supporter of law enforcement. Welcome to Liberty and Justice with your host, Matt Whitaker. Hey, welcome back. It's Matt Whitaker. You're watching Liberty and Justice, and we have our most popular guest, backed by popular demand, Cash Patel. How Matt, are you doing, my friends? Great to be at CPAC live, yep. live on your show, like live. real human beings instead yeah, of through we, like television monitors. You know this what? Is great. And, and I always enjoy that because uh, every time we have done a Liberty and Justice show, uh, I've been somewhere different and you've been Yeah, we've different. never been together. <laughs> One time we were in the same city, but not in the same place, <laughs> which we were both in Vegas, I think, which was weird. Yeah. But um, nonetheless, uh, we only have a short amount of time. Uh, we have so much we could talk about this morning. Uh, first person I ran into was you in the hotel lobby. That's right. That's at right. At 7 a.m. and uh, we did Radio Row. We had such a great time. In fact, uh, unscheduled, the first we sat down. No, and that's did right. A we joint just jumped interview. on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, tell like, what are you working on? I mean, we, you know, I know you're doing the fight with cash. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, the future of the republic is definitely on the ballot in 24. What are you doing? Well, you know, look. You're leading the charge on your areas of expertise in terms of law enforcement, due process, stopping a two-tier system of rule justice. Of uh, rule of law. You know, follow the Constitution. It's pretty simple. Yeah. So, Separation my, of power yeah, is not like that. Right. But in my, you know, vignetta stuff, I'm kind of following your lead when it comes to the deep state because I think they're the ones that have weaponized yeah. the rule of law, if we can call it that with them to create a system in the United States of America in 2023 where if you go to church in a certain town, the FBI literally profiles you and targets you to investigate you because of your faith. Or if you're a certain political orientation and you vote America first agenda policies or a big Donald Trump guy, the FBI targets you. And you just heard the current attorney general go before Congress and swear under oath, they never investigate anyone based on First Amendment alone. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing. So. Step one, educating them on those pieces, but two, providing the solution. Yeah, and I, you know, again, I think in each, in a lot of different cases, um, and, and this Merrick Garland testimony just highlighted, I thought Senator Cruz, Senator Lee, uh, my friend Marsha Blackburn, I, there's so many on that panel were able to highlight mm -hmm. uh, this, your point. I mean, we, we First Amendment protected speech, we all understand that. Uh, and then we have these statutes that like get as close as you possibly can. You have the FACE Act, yeah. uh, which prevents you know people from blocking access to abortion clinics. Uh, and you have, uh, on the other hand, you have this law that says you can't protest essentially in front of a Supreme Court justice's home. I know it's a little more complicated, yeah. but nonetheless, if you're protesting, that's a that could be a very threatening act. Uh, well, just think about it. What demonstrating if you, you know where somebody sleeps. What if 100 people showed up and protested outside of Sotomayor's house? Not even like, and you've seen the video, they're not like yeah. in the neighborhood. Right. They're like on the front yard. Yeah. You know, whether they're a justice or not, just putting that aside to say, right. wait, why are we doing that? Why are we treating Americans like that who have chosen to serve in government? Yeah, and, and the point is, so that's on the edge of First Amendment protected yeah. speech. Uh, it crosses a line at some point in time. Those cases have not... Necessary. I think the FACE Act has more 
um, mm -hmm. jurisprudence behind it than, than the Supreme Court um, judge uh, law. But at the same point, it's you might not be investigating if you're taking a very technical, but you're observing. You're observing potential crimes being committed. And it seems like they're a lot more aggressive when it comes to protecting their preferred political viewpoint than the right's political viewpoint. Is that, I mean, is that, the American people are feeling this in their core. I think it's fair. And look, I just had a, you know, I was on stage with the great Julie Kelly, who's done so much wonderful writing on the Jan 6 stuff. And I'm going to borrow some of her stuff because it's, it's the best. So yeah. I don't have to recreate the wheel. <laughs> but literally, she said there's been a thousand people arrested from Jan 6 and they put out messaging that they want to make a thousand more arrests. Since when does the Justice Department say we're going to arrest X amount of people and then reverse engineer these prosecutions. And to your point, yes, some of them definitely broke the law, need to be prosecuted and even and go to jail. political violence is never, never acceptable on either no, side. You and I have totally agreement in that. But the point she was making was a lot of these people were just standing there. Like some of these folks were standing in front of the Supreme Court Justice House and being aided almost by undercover agents or FBI sources and whatnot and they've been swept up. Yeah. But none of these protesters. Right. And I'm not, listen, I, I, I always criticize whataboutism. Yeah. But in this case, uh, what happened in the summer of 2020 and the attack on the White House, you were, you know, you were in the administration at that time. Yeah. Um, that, you know, looked and felt and very similar to the January 6th. Now, again, they didn't come into the, you know, yeah. White House. However, law enforcement was injured. Uh, they certainly, you know, there were fires, burnings of buildings near the White House, um, and yet not a single soul has been uh, geolocated. They haven't looked at the pictures and tried to figure out who they're with facial recognition. It just seems like, like we need to, we need it equal on both sides. The American no, people right. demand that that like crimes be treated treated equally. And, and again, we can point to the raid on Mar-a-Lago is another example of where, you know, Joe Biden's treated one way, Mike Pence is treated one way, and yet we bring, you know, 30 FBI agents to Mar-a-Lago. Former to, President's house. But yeah. I think, look, as former federal prosecutors, you and I share a fundamental belief in due process and the rights afforded to those accused. Not some of the accused, but all of them. And myself yeah. as a public defender and you as a federal prosecutor, can appreciate the fact that how is it that this Justice Department told the world there were 17,000 hours of footage on Jan 6 and now we find out there's 41,000 hours. Isn't it a prosecutor's job? I know if you and I were bringing these cases, we would review all of the evidence yeah. to satisfy not just the due process of the defendants, but the constitutional obligations we have to bring charges right. and whether or not there's evidence of innocence, which you're evidence, required to, you're required you know, provide, to do. Yeah. And so that's just another example of, well, we're just show me the man, I'll show you the crime almost theory, depending on who the man is. Right. And then we'll withhold evidence. Yeah. I mean, just to me, that right. was the, one of the most shocking things that, you know, when I was a public defender, I was like, why are you withholding this? All you have to do is turn it over and your obligation is yeah. done and due process is upheld. Yeah. But it's almost as if we have to game the system so much win the media narrative, and then convince the, the world that we are doing God's work somehow by, right. by doing so that. So I want to, um, you know, we, we just have such a limited time. I want to talk a little bit about what's good in the yeah. world. And, and when I come to CPAC, I meet patriots from all over the country yeah. who, who love their country. They express it in different ways, but they're, they're looking um, to join a bigger movement, something bigger than themselves, some way to restore, renew our country. Um, 
do you share that same hope? Is that is that is that possible, or should we just start buying you know a, a year's worth of provisions and, uh, and 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 plan to live in the basement for a while? I think I'll go one step further. I don't think it. Maybe a year ago it was hope. I was walking around here yesterday afternoon and I was blown away. Yeah. This place was wall to wall. 18-year-old interns to 85-year-old grandmothers, all here for the America First mission yeah. that we're talking about, putting Americans first on the economy, for the border, for the drug trafficking crimes, China, Russia, Iran. They have come together now because we have educated them behind Donald Trump's America First mission as yeah. to how America should work and must work and how it yeah. did successfully work. Yeah. So I think we're there. Now we got to carry that momentum behind the leadership of Trump to the polls yeah. to translate it into the victory that yeah, and, is the and, only way and, to solve and it. And you know, and I think this is the most important thing, is we cannot take any voter for granted. No. And, one. you know, I mean, I've had a lot of discussions with people saying, oh, well, I'm hearing this, get our votes in early, and now we're for early voting, or we're against early voting. But no, it's really, we need to make sure that our people show up, We'd prefer to get their votes in so we don't have to like chase them down anymore. No, and then right. we need to work on persuadables, people that um, aren't 100% with us, but as, you know, um, as Ronald Reagan said best, you know, somebody that's 80% with me is not 20% my enemy, is not my enemy. You know, it's, um, I think we really need to win hearts and minds, and, and it was only 50,000 or so votes that swung the that's 2020 it. election. That's it. And I think we are winning, because I say this to anybody out there in the media world, what radical left-wing policy is better than what Donald Trump is talking about when it comes to the border, the economy, taking on the cartels, Iran, Russia? They don't have yeah. the better substantive policy, and you're right. And what our side has to do is come together, and we're never going to be 100%. I'm never going to agree with right. you 100%, but I'm going to agree with you on a, such a large percentage of it yeah. that we need to unify right. behind that and say, okay, our differences aside, yeah. we either do this together and win, yeah or we're sitting in this situation having lost, yes, the election was rigged, I get it, but having lost and doing yeah. this instead of you and I, and you being maybe the Attorney General, um, <laughs> saying this is how the rule of law needs yeah. to be applied. Well, I'm gonna leave you to this. We're out of time. Cash, I'm gonna have you back. I mean, you're, again, you are three times the most popular <laughs> guest that I can have on here. That's why I had to get you recorded Thank today. You. But I wanna leave you with this, and that is I think actually the left's coalition is a lot more fragile than the right's coalition. Yeah. And uh, Donald Trump in 2016 brought working America uh, to the Republican Party, to conservative ideas yeah. and ideals. And so I just, you know, I wanna leave you with hope that, you know, stick with it. We gotta fight through this. We gotta have better ideas and advance those ideas and not be afraid to go to any neighborhood and, and win hearts and minds. So thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Matt Whitaker on Liberty and Justice here at CPAC now, and we are live at CPAC.